Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. All right. Let's go check in with Captain Mike Jeffcoat this morning and see what he's been up to. Morning, Mike. How you doing there, bud? I'm good, Mick. How are you? I couldn't be better. Uh, we had our little sausage-making weekend. And, you know, we fixed a truck and go to Lubbock. Whoop on them cranes. Go whoop up on some cranes. Rib eyes in the sky. Yep. So, other than that, that's about it. Yeah. This little case of food poison about Tuesday. You did? Yeah. From what? I really don't know. I can't figure it out. What I'm talking about, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Man. Yeah. Anyhow, I made it. No, it's not. You're getting old to be dehydrating yourself like that. Ooh, tell me. Because I'd be hydrated. Other than that, that's it. i got some offshore trips coming up. I'm going to take care of them. I'm not personally going to take them, but I'll be the host. And... Yeah, you'll be lodging them up and taking yep. good care of them. And send them out into the wild blue yonder. Yes, sir. Well, it's getting that time mm-hmm. of year for you guys over there for some big yellow fins. Yeah, it is. <laughs> big wahoos. Wahoos. Mm-hmm. So, big bonus. Other than that, what'd you kill down south? Nothing good. I did get me a meat buck, though, to bring home. A good one. Big old bug. Just an uh, old deer that uh, had terrible horns and... Uh, Time to roll him. He was, uh, he was, uh, I would say, uh, good gene deficient. So, right. he'll be headed to Belleville this afternoon. No, I, well, I'll tell you, it's like the, that river bottom. Boy, them deer got funky. That moon hit us wrong both times. And, you know. Yeah, and I was there during the full moon. But, uh, you know, the first couple of full moons, those two full nights, you know, movement was pretty good, but for a couple of days there on the backside of it, and weather played into it too, but it uh, right. 
a lot of young teenagers running does and yeah you know scrubs and you know and i couldn't even find a mature you know like a six or a seven year old deer you know to shoot for a for a call bug and huh. uh but but it was starting to go off really good they started knocking them little teenagers out of the way and the big boys were starting to come out and and push on some of them does you can tell it's just starting none none of the horns are broke up i think i saw one deer with a g3 broke off on it on his left main beam where he'd been fighting right i didn't see a you know the little bucks were sparring and you know trying to be big boys but uh as far as you know good buck fights or anything like that i didn't hear or see any of it while I was oh. there, it's just now starting to kick in. You know, once you got two weeks left there. Yes, and no, that, uh, man, I tried. I I saw a really good one. Uh, I had three hunts left, and uh, that morning it was foggy, and the fog lifted, and we set it out for a couple hours longer than we normally do, and. Uh, Cause those, those bigger deer, they're just wandering around, you know, trying to yeah. catch a scent, running their rubs and scrapes. And, uh, boy, I saw a smoker, big 10 point, just perfectly symmetrical, you know, wide, tall. I mean, just what you dream of and about a six year old deer, you know, a shooter, right. but he wouldn't jump fence. He stayed on the other property. And, uh. So I hunted him for two more hunts, but he never I never saw him again. He probably got on a hot doe and no telling where he ended up. That's He'll be back. No That's his territory. Yep. He's got rub and scrape there. Uh, and they're just traveling down there. Yeah, they're yeah. just they're 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 trolling. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking for the right one. I'm over them, so I might go down there and try to muzzle over one grandkid for them grand. Daughters hadn't shot one this year. I'm not trying to let her go kill something with a load of Well, just from what I've seen in the last four or five years, the way things are changing, I even saw some uh, some nursing fawns. Now, how yeah. late in the year were those born that they're well, still, you know? And uh, that that region down there where Blaine's at in that part of the state, I think they ought to wait till December the first to open up deer season there, and then run it through yep. you know February fifteenth. That's what they all yep. do. No, they ain't. So. No. Yeah. Well, I don't want to cut short, but we fish crawl on that truck and see what we can get that knocked out. It's a pretty good hike from here to Lubbock. Hike to Lubbock. Well, yeah. I had the whole segment reserved for you. I guess some people can listen to all my oh, well, I know. while you're gone. And oh, it's just 506. No, we good. Oh, okay. Keep rolling. I don't oh. want to hold you back there, bud. Oh, no. Uh-uh. I thought it was later than that already. How about the uh, the trout over there? Are they, you know, are they still catching trout in the river? They were as last week. Um, I'm not going to get my boat. I went and got my boat one day last week. I mean, I crossed that river at Baton Rouge. I went, my God, I can't believe it's still at green. So, but it don't take, but. You know, one day, and I haven't even looked to see. Yeah, they're still catching them. Well, that's good. Yeah, I guess it's good. I mean, I really don't want to be fishing this time of year right now. So. That old river, can, you know, and that's a problem now. You know, you're going to have to catch them in that river now. So 
Yeah. That river not very friendly this time of year. No. Not when you get an outgoing tide with an incoming wind. That thing can stack yeah. up. It makes for some miserable boat rides, man. Yes, it does. So, but yeah, yeah they still got them. And I heard there's some got some new proposals on the redfish, but I don't know why they jerked the other one off the table. They had set yeah, up. they already had that going, and I thought uh, yeah. they'd follow through with that. But I guess they got too much uh, feedback on it. They're going to change it up and make it a little different or something. Please, everybody. Yes, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, well, the tri- at least the trout deal's a done deal. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, just stop the trout. I mean, the redfish guides from keeping their fish it help 100%. They don't sure understand that for some reason. A little bit goes a long way. It adds up at the end of the year. Absolutely. But, Do you know how many guides y'all have in Louisiana? You know, resident guides? Uh, around 2,000. 2,000? Uh-huh. That's more than Texas has. I'm pretty sure it's around that. I, it, it's real simple to look up. Yeah, we're up it, to well, 19-something, 1900-something. For yeah. a lot more miles of coastline and bays. Oh, absolutely! But I mean, it's just this getting like Mount Gordon here now in Venice. I mean, it's it's unbelievable the amount of guys. Really, uh, I didn't yeah. know it was that bad, man. Oh yeah, yeah. That, but that I hadn't been over there in years. I can't even since the tournament days. Yeah. I was talking to the owners of the marina about you know what they're going to do because they done run out of dirt. I think it'll be okay. That's well. There's 72 bay boats up there right now. 72 and one ramp. Yeah. One ramp. My goodness. And they got yeah. a park too. Well, sure. And so then, then all, all of the them have got, got a park. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then all fails, sport, they got two and vehicles. The sport fishermen have to park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We just don't have the other place to put them. We've created a monster. Oh, you think? Oh, God. Fishing's big. Saltwater fishing's gone, gone crazy. You know, and that's you know that's not counting all the marinas down that down that boot. Right. There's a lot of places, a lot of those little places to unload. So. My goodness. Well, it's uh, always something going on nowhere. You know, they're talking about opening that. So. <laughs> Margo, whatever it is, deal up up there, and them oyster fishermen are throwing eight fish. So, always some type of battle going on. Who's going to win? Right. Well, oil and gas going to win in the end. I'm going to tell you right now. Oil and gas. Yep. Oh yeah, it will. Can't live without it. Got to have it. It's yeah, uh, it's what we have. It's our predominant resource yep oh. so you brought oh, your boat home what are you going to sell it no i just no i'm just brought it in and have a few things done to it get ready right. to go back. you know since leaving it sitting down there when i'm not i'm not going to fish in Georgia at least more so true i'm bringing in get stuff done to it 
not leave it down there and worry about rats and stuff like that getting into it. So, Oh, they can mess a boat up, buddy. Ooh. They can mess a pickup beat. truck up, too. Oh, yeah. They mess them buggies up, too. <laughs> yeah, they do. You know, all these, all the wiring and all everything we have now has got like a vegetable oil base in that insulation. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, they taste of it, and they go crazy over it. And eat yep. them all bare, and then you got all the shorting out going on. That's nuts, man. Yep. I know two of them, both of them, Texas niece and nephew, both their buggies had wire chewed on them this year. Nobody likes a rat. Nope. <laughs> For sure. All right, Mike. Well, hey, enjoy your hunt up in the, where you say you're going to the panhandle again? Yeah, up to Lubbock. There you go. Well, yeah, I got that oldest grandchild with me, so it ought to be fun. Oh, he's going to love that. Yep. So. It's like shooting B-52s out of the sky. Yeah, it is. I wish it was that easy, but it's not. <laughs> no, but, uh, boy, it sure is fun watching them yes, big boogers hit the ground. They, they dig a hole in the ground when they hit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, Mike. Well, hey, y'all have fun, and uh, if somebody wants to uh, call you about fishing this spring, how they get hold of you. 832-338-9376. Catch on the web, RJ Hunting Fishing. And looks like the fishing show is just around the corner here. It's coming up. I'm a little over a month away. I can't believe they moved him that hard. <laughs> That's crazy. Early this year. And it's the 49. 49th one. Yeah. yeah. You know, you think after 49 years, you get some kind of preferential treatment. <laughs> All right, Maggie. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Take care, Mike. Later. All right, that's Captain Mike Jeffcoat. Well, Danco Sports Incorporated, they're an industry-leading manufacturer of pliers, knives, and accessories for anglers worldwide. Danco's committed to providing affordable, high-quality products to the fishing community with over 400 plier and knife options to choose from. They're premium pliers and sheaths. That's what I use. They have outstanding quality and performance, and no inshore or offshore boat should be without a couple of pair of them at least. And uh, they're titanium, they're solid machined, they've got a super halo hinge, titanium cobalt cutters, and a lifetime warranty. And no boat should be without Danco knives that come in a variety of sizes with a full tang German stainless steel blade, Danco fillet, fillet knives, in my opinion, they're better than the Bubba blade at half the price. And Danco knives have a dual molded grip for superior control while you're filleting your catch and a DuPont Teflon-coated blade. That's Danco Sports Incorporated. Do it with Danco. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 518 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to deep south Texas, Jim Hogg County, and check in with Captain Blaine Fryermood this morning to see what's up on the hunting scene. Blaine, good morning. Good morning, everybody. What's up, man? It's 42 degrees, and looks nice. like it's a north northeast wind, and we're raring to go. Awesome. Well, we're going we're gonna to go do some more scouting. Yesterday, all the boys, including me, got to go scouting. We had an excellent morning yesterday. Right. They moved good. They huh? moved. Yep. Yep. They These deer are still kind of like... Here they go, and it's going to go off, and everything's going to be great, and then it just shuts back down again. 
Well, they were trying to go off off when I left. That's crazy, isn't it? Yep. When you left, uh, the next group came in, a bunch of boys from Crosby, and they they batted 100%. They all, all seven of them got bucks. And uh, some of them were pretty nice bucks, too. So, and they saw a lot. But they went for two days with terrible conditions and foggy and hot. Then all of a sudden, that little cold front kind of came through. It wasn't really that big a one, but it was enough to get a north wind and cool it down about 20 degrees. And the deer went off. And in one afternoon, they got four of their bucks out of seven. So, right. pretty good. They all got a doe and they all got a buck. It was good. It was pretty pretty good well, that, that's saying something getting them in the afternoon because <laughs> afternoons while i was there was kind of a lot slower hunt than the mornings mornings oh, was a time, i know you know yesterday morning we all had really good hunts i saw five mature bucks there at, at the blind you like over yeah. there and, and it was just a great hunt i probably saw 15 or 20 bucks and a lot of a lot of running around act you know chasing activity and all that and james shirley sat in the blind and he saw a shooter eight, a shooter nine, a shooter ten, a shooter eleven, and a shooter twelve. Wow! So, so I went back over there, and you know he wasn't gonna shoot anything. He was just looking. So I went back over there yesterday afternoon, and I saw spikes, four points, and javelinas. That's all I saw. The Same teenagers blank. came back out. <laughs> yeah. So, looked like back to to mornings again. So, and uh, we're gonna. It's going to be pretty cool the next few mornings. This next group coming in, I'll do real well. It's going to be in the 40s. But uh, then on Monday, it's going to be 86. <laughs> so we've got another front coming. Yeah, it's going to be warm down here on Monday. Well, the other day, we started off that morning. It was 43, and then that afternoon, it was 83 when we went back to the stands. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> it's a roller coaster ride, Mickey, but I'm telling you, it's just the the bucks are willing they're ready to they're ready yeah, they but the are. does aren't coming into heat that's the problem all these these big does just not coming into heat yet so when they do here we go no it's but they're single off. they've kicked off a lot of there's a lot of they little uh, lost yearlings out there wandering yep. around like i don't have there a are. mama anymore <laughs> <laughs> there's all the big does have already separated they're they're moving around too they're waiting just for their bodies to get ready so here we go but uh, it seems like every time we get a cold front, man, it snaps those deer into moving. They move everywhere, and then mm-hmm. then the next morning, it just kind of slows back down. So that's just the way it's yeah, been for us all like season. like fishing there, bro. <laughs> Don't you love making your living off the weather? <laughs> yeah, that's what we do, fishing and hunting. It's all weather-related. It's got to be just right. And, yeah. Uh, well, we're uh, we got we got a group coming in this afternoon. Uh, we got four more guys coming in, maybe five. And uh, I, I'm just crossing my fingers. All we got to do is just get lucky. If if the right doe is there, then there'll be a whole bunch of nice bucks there. Just like yesterday morning, I had five mature bucks. We I had one doe that was, I guess, smelling the right way or whatever. And right. man, they were roaming around all over. Man, it was everywhere. All the ones you saw the other day. You know, that you, you know, I mean, they weren't quite big enough for you or me to shoot, but they're big deer, you know, nice right. deer. Uh, but wasn't nothing exceptional yesterday morning for me, but for James Shirley, he said he had a close to a 160, 12 point and about a 145, 11 point, about mm. a 140, 10 point. And that's, that's a good deer for us. Yeah, it is. That's free ranging deer. <laughs> so got, though. That's big time. I got in the blind hoping and wishing. I got there in the blind at 11 o'clock yesterday. As soon as we came in, I turned around and went back and stayed all day and nothing. It was zeros. Oh, you nothing. grinded it out, man. 
Well, I mean, I wanted to see all those deer he sure. but they just didn't come back out. So, anyway, we're all of us going to scout this morning and get ready for the next crew coming in and see if we can't find something for everybody. Yeah, but it's, maybe it's an early it's like, morning bite. <clears throat> I mean, we all saw shooter bucks yesterday morning. JP went to Nava North, and he saw a really nice 10. So, you know, it's, 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 it's picking up. Things are picking up for us. Yeah, they are. I can tell. The colder the weather, the better it is. But we didn't yes. get any of the rain that y'all got. We have not got a drop of rain, and we need it bad now. Now the dust is coming up everywhere. You know, I was watching that stuff, the way it was building it up. It was just east of you. It started building yep. and moving this way. Same thing with Hillman's Ranch up there. I talked to Steve, and uh, they didn't get – they got a sprinkle. He said it wasn't even enough to wet the, you know, dust down. Yeah. It's still green, green down here, Mickey. There's all that little – Stuff coming up that that the deer like to nibble on all that I don't know I don't know what they're called legumes or whatever they call them but there's like little pieces of clover little flat uh-huh. little flat plants that that are nice and juicy for the deer there's a lot of that coming up everywhere and uh, I'm, a lot of times these deer are just you know that's right what I was watching corn. those deer eat the other day they'd eat corn a while and they'd walk off the sendera right to the edge and they were eating something out of the ground like that it looked like a broader leaf you know I was watching them with oh. my binoculars. Mm-hmm. Some kind of little, look like a little clover type thing. It's yeah. It's flat. I, I wouldn't know what to call it. Looks, I will have no idea. It looks like spinach is. is what it looks like. Or right. you know, cabbage or something, you know, uh-huh. like that, you know. So, but well, saw a lot of doves yesterday. I don't know where they come from or where they're going to, but I saw a lot of them. As a matter of fact, they ate every bit of my corn where I was sitting. I, I grained it up yesterday afternoon, and, man, there was probably 2,000 doves around that blind I was sitting in. So they ate the corn up. Well, what I was impressed with, a ton of quail to watch. I mean, I couldn't believe it. And I saw a lot of coveys of blues, too, running yeah. across the Cinderas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to start back quail, on that. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah, but they're still, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty shy. They're, they'll come out and peck in the road for a minute and they go right back in the in the brush right. and the grass. They, yeah, they, they, weren't, they didn't stick them. around. No. <laughs> Uh, but there's plenty of them. Looks pretty good for that too. Well, I tell we'll you, you boys put me under pressure off that porch the other day. <laughs> well, you hunted hard, Mickey. You hunted for five days hard, and you just didn't see anything there was to shoot. And then the first day, you sit up here on the porch, the right deer comes out for you to get. You know, just a good call buck. And that was a good one. That was a and, good old uh, deer. Yeah, it, uh, not to mention the audience I had. Travis goes, hey, if you miss this deer, you'll never live this down. <laughs> Had a terrible rest off the side of that guy's truck. And, uh, wow, right. that, was, that, was, that was good stuff. Yeah, that was a good shot. That's a long shot. That was pushing 300 out there. Well, it, uh, you know, I, that's why I asked Travis when I pulled the trigger, he was videoing it, and I go, was it a hit? And he said it was a good hit, and I didn't feel good about it. I just I couldn't get stable. And, uh, and then we pushed the deer. We should have gave it at least 10 or 15 <laughs> minutes to lay there and die, but we all had to load up the truck and run down there. And sure enough, we pulled up and get out, walked up on him, and that deer just, he was laying there dying, and he just jumped up. That adrenaline kicked in when he saw me and Travis, and Travis pulled his pistol out, and it sounded like a Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that sounded pretty cool from the porch up there. Everybody was laughing. It was hilarious. 
Well, that deer, that was a good shot, though, Mickey, for that far away. That deer, within within one more minute, it would have been down. Well, yeah, but it uh, <laughs> that was just a bad rest. Oh, yeah. Well, JP had a really good hunt here yesterday afternoon. We're all out scouting yesterday afternoon, and he sits here on the porch to protect the porch area. And he saw 10 bucks and a giant 11-point that nobody's ever seen before. And he started looking at it closer, and it had like four times broke off. He said, it "Oh, was that one's in been one, fighting in the one fifties to one sixties for sure." And now Come he's nothing. On. He's he's like half of that. <laughs> yeah, he said it was a giant. So awesome. Nothing you can do about it. I mean, next year, get him next year. Well, Just sure. think who's breaking his horns off when there's a deer that big and that big of horns. Well, it takes who's a bigger buck horns. fighting him to do that, right? Oh yeah, well something with thick and heavy horns. That's the problem with those those bucks have those real long tines. They're a little bit more easier to break off than those the short tines. You know, the short tines won't break. Right, so especially if they got the good problem. mass or good and thick. And that's on all the ranches down here this time of year. That all the fighting's going on like crazy. It is definitely time to rattle right now. Lots of lots of fighting going on over the girls. Well, I'm uh, I'm trying to work it out. I'm gonna make a quick turnaround and get down there before it ends when's it over 21st 21st yeah what i do is if you you can pull it off is finish up your show on a sunday and then uh, just get somebody to drive you down here and get a nap in and then hunt for a day or so day and a half and because it's it's way different than when it was at christmas when you're here that that was just a a tough week man just a real tough week well we had that full moon too i didn't help oh yeah yeah we just didn't have the weather either I mean, there were some mornings we'd drive to the blind, and you you could run without your headlights. You didn't even need headlights to get there. As bright as oh, it could be, man. I know. That's well, our life. You, 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 got a, you got a good crew down there. You know, I'll tell you, I can't say enough about Travis. He's a he's a, he's a great guy, and all your guys, man, they're just. They're uh, all workers, man. They work. They're some working <laughs> machines. Every group that comes in there, I don't care if it's doves or deer or quail. My guys want them to get as the best that they can get, and they work hard to make it happen. Yeah, they and do. And, and, oh, Pete, your cook, oh, Pedro, man, he's awesome. Him and Mario, they do a fantastic yeah. job. I know, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed with the people I got. I couldn't get by with everybody we have. And, you know, it's really a skeleton crew for the kind of acreage we have and as much stuff as we got going on. We just, you know, it's really just a base of about four or five guides and then, the two cooks and we get a lot done with the crew we got yes you really do no rest for the weary <laughs> we're all on the porch right now deciding what we're going to do this morning we we're going to go in about five different directions probably to five different pieces of property see if we can't find these guys coming in or something a slam dunk and there's no such thing you see that big no. buck today and you two more days it's just that's just the way it's been you just got to the best way to get a big buck down here is sit in one blind and never leave. That's it. That's what I do. I don't do all that blind hopping stuff. I just stick with, well, the more you hunt that one blind, the more you know these deer, the way they come in and out of the senderas and, and their habits, and you can get a pattern on them, and then you know what oh, to yeah. look for. You're not, you're not uh, lost in looking at strange things that you're not accustomed to. Well, that That's, blind does you that make sense? That- yeah, it makes sense. The blind you sit in is my blind that I like to sit in, okay, because it's way back there in that corner where there's nobody anywhere for miles and miles. So 
so you never know what's going to happen. But look how many days you sat there, and finally, in the in nine thirty in the morning, Mister Big pops out, and you couldn't even get a shot of him. He didn't give you an opportunity. Nope, no telling how big that deer fence. was. How big was that deer? One fifties, one sixties, maybe. Yeah, it it uh, it took my breath away. <laughs> hey, yeah. it made me put my gun on on the window on a sandbag and just uh, hoping he jumps the fence. Huh? <laughs> All right, I already yep. had the gun up and uh, had. Had the crosshairs on him, just waiting for a jump. Golly, that would uh, that that was definitely the man, and he and well, he's a good mature buck. He's at least six years old. I mean, big old giant chest on him. The neck just looked like a fifty-five gallon drum. God, he had a neck on him. Oh yeah, that's what we all waiting for. That's the dream in South Texas. We have lots of deer. Every time you hunt, you see lots of bucks. But just, and you never see the same yeah. bucks twice half the time. You know, a lot of your smaller bucks you do every day. They come, you know, like clockwork, kind of like that uh, big eight. That uh, man, that that if that deer would have been three or four inches wider, he'd be on my wall right now. What a I beautiful, saw him yesterday, beautiful he, deer, was, man! And he's so he muscular and stocky, and man, he's yeah. he's a beast. He ate corn for two hours yesterday on every lane, every single. That's what he did to me. It's like he'll. He shows up every other day. It's like he runs does for a day and does all of his, you know, running his scrapes and stuff. But then he'll come back, and he's so tired, he'll just sit there and eat corn for two hours, never move. You just get to look at him and go, man, what a beautiful deer. I'm a, I, I looked at that deer real hard yesterday. That's the deer that one of my customers shot three years ago. I guarantee you that's what I was telling uh, some uh bill or somebody earlier that he's got that big white spot on his high right shoulder they just shot him too high and it went uh, through and through over. there's there's two white spots and i remember but, the next year after he shot but that the deer, blowout he, sides his right shoulder and uh, that's where the big white patch is yeah yeah he's doing fine he's doing fine he just he was a 10 point when that customer shot him about three years ago now he's just a giant eight point but he's not I would say it's in the 130s, but those G2s are like 12 or 13 inches long. It's beautiful. Yeah, they're they're blades, man, and in the and he's got good mass. I mean, you're going to get some good mass measurements, you know, on the on the main beams. Yeah, yeah. Well, he may be the king of the roost around there with those daggers he's got up there on his head. You know, he may be the boss around there. His neck is like you said, as big around as a five gallon bucket or bigger. He's he's a big he's, he's a good one. Yep. It's a very beautiful, mature deer. What do you think? But you're he is, right. Five most, or six? No, oh, he's at least six years old. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you're right, though. That every day now we're seeing different bucks, and that's what happens in the rut. A lot of the regulars that we were seeing, they're all gone. I mean, right. that, that blind had 10 young 10 pointers at it, and now there's not any of those there. We're getting new bucks in there every day. But like the same old little trash. That the, spikes and four pointers they're regulars they mm-hmm. they stay there all the time but these new bucks are wandering around walking through cruising cruising well this is the time of year i just things don't change i might have to schedule my vacation later next year Hit yeah it right. yeah i mean it, it, it's what it's been you have you've seen it in, in uh, the past 40 years that you've been down here it's been getting later and later on our rut just a little you know it was really back in the old days Christmas time was good going, you know, good stuff going on. Now it's like mid January into February. Right. We're, we got a little bit longer this season. We're a little bit a week longer. We go till the 21st this year. So there's going to be a bunch of those big boys going to get harvested. I I hope. Well, 
We shall see. Still got a while yeah. to go. We've got three weeks left. So, yeah. Blaine, if somebody wants to come down, slip in and uh, get a good uh, rut hut in, rut rut hunt in, and uh, even look into some quail quail hunting coming up in February. How they get a hold of you, buddy? Call me at seven one three seven zero three six six five six. We got plenty of room. I know you do. Y'all do a hell of a job, man. I appreciate the good time. That was very much. Yeah. I needed that Thanks so bad. Good about it on the radio. That's good stuff. Thank you. All right, dog. All right. Hey, Blaine. Y'all good luck today. Hope you have a good hunt. See you, man. All right. See you. Bye-bye. All right. Later. All right. That's Captain Blaine Firemood down in Deep South Texas. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers, located right at the base of the Texas City Dike at two two seven dyke road if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip look no farther than boards from their tanks to your live well that bait's as good as it can possibly be and there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system you can check them out firsthand at the store they have them on display or if you need more info on their oxygen response system call jason cogburn at 281-701-8107 and while you're there, check out all their wild-caught guff shrimp. They've got an unbelievable supply of all different sizes of shrimp, and uh, they're having a specials going on all week. they got some great deals for, you know, the big big U-10s, the 9-12s, 16-18s, whatever size you prefer. They've got them in great pricing. Call them at 409-945-4001, or you can go to boydsonestop.com. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On this Thursday morning, it is 540 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go check in with Captain James Plogg. I think he's uh, down south like Blaine right now. See what he's up to. James, what's up, man? Yo, Mick, what's up, buddy? Not a lot, dog. What's up? Not. Oh, man, this is cool. <clears throat> Try to shoot a dove in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> well... You had to go back and get some more. You were down there for, what, three or four days and then came back, and then now you're back down there? Yeah, I think I was down here five days and come home two or three days, took care of some business, turned around come back yesterday. <clears throat> they didn't fly till late, late yesterday. It was windy, dude, and it was sunny, but we got to laughing about you. You're, you should have been burning. Told Kenny, I said, oh, high gray liner back there. <laughs> ain't going to fly very good. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. And, and they didn't, dude. And they opened the door about, it was about 10 minutes to five. And I shot terrible. <clears throat> but it, it was, it, it was pretty tough. And when that sun set, right when, you know, the shooting time was over, buddy, you could have killed him with a tennis racket. It was, I wish I had just videoed it, but the light was, you know, pretty, you know, the light was kind of down. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I said, just look at this, dude. Thousands of them. So That's it was just one of them days. Right now. I mean, they, There's a, they roll back up Blaine's way. You know, he had that one front. He pushed them south down towards y'all and Mansfield and all that below him. But uh, they're back. Oh, I saw a lot there, of doves. Jeez. There's a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of doves, buddy. And this is really, you know, besides that. 
a little old deal I got there to the house. This is the only time I get to hunt a lot is this second season. Yeah, at late season. I like it better than early season. It's cooler and, you know, not to mention that monster north wind y'all had to hunt in yesterday. That, uh, that'll humble you real quick trying to shoot, you know, birds flying yeah. in that wind. Well, I didn't kill a limit. And actually, I didn't shoot that bad. I didn't shoot very many shells. I just, I just said, man, I'm looking at them, them shots. I said, man, I ain't burning up a bunch of bullets today. I saved some bullets for tomorrow. But that yeah. first season, you know, I'm working. I mean, I'm tarping fishing. I'm working. I don't have time to go. Right. And, uh, see, I missed some days. I think it opened up like a 15th, and I was still working. I think I got through like the 22nd, and uh, and that was it. And I'll get back after hearing them <clears throat> about a week or so. Right. I think the season's over, what, the 21st? May end the same day as deer season. Yeah, right. You're exactly right. <laughs> So, Mickey, that a lot of places in Texas, are deer season's closed, but South Texas runs yeah, through South the 21st. Is, right? Yeah, it goes through the 21st, and then you'll have that two weeks of uh, doe and spike season. Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> and then well, I mean, that's, everybody else that's all I got. quail birds. Yeah, yeah, we don't have no quail. We, we got a couple of cubbies, but. Sounds like Blaine's got him down there. Yeah, he's always got quail. Even when there's not any quail, he's got quail. That's pretty cool. He just so he'll start hunting area, you know, that dirt and whatever it is there that they like, you know, the right nutrients and the grasshoppers and the insects and all that. It just, uh, he's got them. Yeah, we used to hunt a place. Yeah, I think, I think it was in a little town, and I don't even know if I could drive there right now. Aguilaris is right down through there. Yeah. And it was unbelievable quail hunting. And sometimes this, this little place here, it's got them. I mean, we've had years where it's, it's like, really got them. That's what Cullen liked to come. That's what he liked to do down here. Oh, and then, he, you know. He was into them quail, buddy. Oh, he loved them quail. Man, he made me drive all the way to Allegoria one time to <laughs> put feet. I said, Cullen, there ain't no quails, dude. He said, nah, they're here. So I drove him down there. It's blowing about 40 miles an hour. We're trying to feed his old quail. I think we saw like two cubbies. I told you this ain't no good. Yeah. But no, I ain't got nothing on the fishing front, Mickey, except the water looks good. The tides low. I'll tell you something I did that was pretty cool. I think I was out on the deck talking to somebody. It might have been Christmas Day or next day. I don't remember. But the tide's super low. And you know, I can almost see the bottom. Like, well, I can see the bottom of like canal. I'm talking to somebody. Here comes a big old drum swimming by around the top of the water. Gave some sun. <laughs> About an old 30-pound drum. I've seen him before. So there's that nasty drum. And, buddy, I got to looking down there. So one of them flashes. And there's billions of mullet in my canal. And if you wasn't standing up on that deck, it was dead slick where you could see them. Right. You just swear there was nothing alive in there. And there was millions of them. I said, look at these mullets. What, like finger-sized finger mullet? Or no, what? big old horse oh, mullet, Mickey. Horse mullet. mullet? Wow. Man, I'm telling you, millions of them, it carpeted almost the bottom. And every, you know, I could see them up there flash. And then I got, went and got my glasses, and now I'm looking at them. I even told Carol, come on, look at all these mullet, man. You wouldn't think there was nothing alive in this canal. Oh, that was pretty Just cool. Down. That taught me something. I said, sometimes there's a lot of bait that you don't see that you don't see. Well, and I, I think that's, you know, we complain about, well, and we, and then it's a fact. We don't have the mullet runs and the mullet like we used to back in the day. Oh, but, no, uh, no doubt. 
it helps to have a lot of fish to push them to the surface too. You know, when you got a lot of fish, it'll it'll make that bait come to the top because if they go down, they'll get eaten. Yeah, but how many years have we been since we've seen the the big rats? I mean, that's what we fished. Yeah, the big like rats when a bird mullet. flies down a shoreline where you're wading, and you can see those uh, mullets springing for a mile down the shoreline from bird shadows, scaring them. Yeah, we had one a low place last year. That the mullet wrapped it up like that, and it wasn't mm-hmm. a very long area, maybe less than a mile. Oh, bird fly by, the bait would lift up. I said, man, that's how it used to be. A lot of places, right? Near the east shoreline, they would just make the water calm. There was bait. Well, you up. had uh, you had all that east shoreline. They'd do that, and it's even more on my side, the west shoreline. We just couldn't fish it as much because of the right. The wind was blowing in on it. it. But uh, and and look at fat rad and yays. The hole and Marsh Point, you know, hog pins. I the mean, pins in the summer, man, in the springtime, like oh April, God. May, and then mullet were wrapped up in there. And there's mullet. They just don't wrapped up like they used to. Remember that they one just, year, man, I was, we were young, where they started netting them mullets over there. Remember that years ago? Yeah, that was uh, those. They and were, it didn't they last long. Boats. They stopped. Yeah, they were wiping mullet them out, boats. man. They wiped them out. That didn't go on very long, but, man, I remember one day one of them boats, I don't know if it was Leonard Bishops or who it was, that mullet was piled up on the back of that boat. I said, what are they doing with them mullet? Crab bait. <clears throat> Crab bait or Dog mullet roe, whatever, whatever, whatever they eat, all that roe and stuff over in Florida, but I think it's a different mullet. I think it's a, it's like a white mullet. It ain't no mud mullet. Them old mud mullet. <laughs> I don't think yeah, mud mullet, the striped mullet. Yeah, mud mullet. Stripe mullet. Different That's bottom, different water here, man. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be eating no mullet row out of there. I ate smoked <laughs> mullet in Florida one time when I was there just to try it. And, uh, was he it was good? good? Yeah, it was good. Yes, it was. Well, well, I ate some smoked kingfish dip, too, but here's what I was thinking about that. You could probably smoke your tennis shoe, and it might be good. So I, I well, can hide if whatever you that. Uh, stuff anything and bacon wrap it, it's, uh, you can make it edible. You can make it happen, buddy. Ain't no doubt about it. All right, buddy. Well, well, hey, I just want to check in with you and Happy New Year to you, Plog, and you know, Happy belated birthday. You uh, well, you too, buddy. Yep, you too, we, and Happy uh, New Year. Turn, turn another year. We made it another one. Nah, let's let's rock another one out. Let's see what we can do, man. I'm ready. Let's try man. one more run at him. I'm, lo- I'm looking right, buddy. for twenty five. All right, brother. Well, hey, if somebody right. wants to call you, give him a number, man. All right, buddy, 499-771-7306. Have a good one, bro. They can live the dream. Go to the bottom all in one trip, brother. Come on, man. Later. <laughs> all right, James, shoot them up. All right. All right, let's let's jump the bridge over to Galveston Island, and let's check in with Captain Sharky Marquez. Sharky. What's, what's up? up, buddy? I don't have a lot of time this morning, but I'd have to get a hold of you and let you know everything's still <laughs> on on go, brother. Well, that's good, man. Did you kill something for your birthday? Not uh, not a dream buck that I was looking for, but I did get some uh, camp meat, buddy. Got me a meat buck. Well, there so you go. Good to go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Brought home some meat, baby. Yes. But, well, uh, good, I man. I spotted one, and he'll, he'll be around. I may have to slide back down there for two or three days. Make a quick turnaround <laughs> trip, get down there and hunt him one more time, see if I can get him in my sights. There you go. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Well, happy belated, man. Happy Thank New you, Year. Buddy.
Hey, and tell your dad thanks for the real nice thing he said about me on Facebook. I really appreciate it. Oh, I that. will, man. I will. I will, I will. He ain't half bad, buddy. Nah, I got a good one to learn from, that's he, for sure. He's, he's a good guy. <laughs> well, what's going on in G-Town, man? Y'all doing much fishing? Whoa, brother. We doing some fishing, man. Um, you know, well, the weather's been kind of hit or miss, obviously. Sure. Uh, I know tomorrow it's going to be a blowout, and then and Monday's going to be a blowout. They're calling for a bunch oh, of yeah. tonight and tomorrow, so not good. Dude, they're calling for like 40-mile-an-hour winds or something on Monday. Yeah, like some nasty, nasty front coming in on Monday. I guess that's that's what it is as a front. But right, um, man, I'll tell you this: um, we finally. I mean, there's uh, in the couple of nice days that we've had, kind of in the mix, you know. Um, man, we were catching sheephead like crazy. So finally, kind of the first sights of of a bunch of like, you know, I'm talking about big ones, you know, not right, you know, real good ones. Uh, had a couple days there where we were bringing back limits of them, so they were really active. And then, um, and that water has just been unusually green, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, I think uh, Chain it was brought back. He had pompano in the mix, uh, which was, you know, pretty odd in in this type of uh, weather for us here. But pompano and uh, be catching a bunch of sheep's and, you know, not a ton of flounder. Um, I don't know if these fronts that are coming in is going to give us one last push. I know it's freezing cold. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So I don't know if we've got, yeah, it's nippy. We're just going to have to see, man. Um, we're, of course we're still fishing for them, you know, 30, 40 minutes at, at the end or beginning of the trips. But to be honest with you, it's just kind of slowed down a lot, man. Right. The tide has killed us. Yeah, y'all had a lot of low Super water. Low tide. Yeah, that's what I I was trying to stay in touch, and I heard the water was pretty low. But well, Sharky, it's low. I got to run. We can talk more on Saturday. But uh, if somebody All wants right, to call you guys and get hooked up and come down and fish them up, how do they get a hold of you, man? Come on, let's do it. Hop on our website, Outcast Fishing with no G Charters dot com. You can check out our trips and pricing packaging right there on our website. We'd love to have you guys. God bless, man. Have a great day, and um, we'll holler back at you on Saturday. Looking forward to it, buddy. Will do. All right, Sharky. Take care, buddy. All right, son. See you. Have a good day, man. All right, you too. All right, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show. We'll be back bright and early in the morning, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.